Welcome to the BAM Cam with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. In this podcast, we explore how life and financial well being are intertwined. We'll look into areas concerning motivation and attitude, financial planning, investing, and much more. Our goal is to empower you with the information and resources you need to help manage your money and strive towards the life you've always wanted. So sit back, relax, and join us on this journey of uncovering your true self and achieving financial independence. Hello, and welcome to the BAM Cam Podcast with your hosts, Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano. I'm Wendy McConnell. Hi, guys. How are you today? We're, We're great. How are, How are you? you, Wendy? Oh, I'm doing well. I love to see your smiling faces. We've got we've got daughter, we've got father, and it's just a ray of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> and we're co-workers. Yeah. That's right. But probably mother, uh, excuse me, daughter and father first, I would hope, right? Uh, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we wanted to start out today with talking a little bit about who it is that you guys focus in on? Who is it that you want to help? I think one of the things that this goes back to when Allison was deciding to work with me and, and coming on board and she says, well, dad, how do I find clients to work with? And I said, well, who would you want to work with? And she said, well, I'd like to work with people like me. And that's how I built my business was working with people that were a lot like me. We talked a little bit about that, and she says, well, as a, as a former school teacher, I want to work and help teachers because they need a lot of help. And then other people are my age and people that we know, and many of these people want a helping hand. They want guidance, so they want to be able to have a roadmap and a path for that. So we started putting our heads together and saying, well, we need to focus more on a younger audience. And so we started doing some research on younger generations, primarily starting with Gen X and and then Gen Y, or primarily Gen Y, but also reaching into a little bit with Gen X. And maybe we need to clarify, Gen X is 65 to um, 80. 80, I believe, birthdays. Years, yes. Yeah, Gen Y are the millennials also referred to as millennials. Right. Uh, so that goes through the turn of the century. And, and, uh, and then Gen Z. And then Gen Z are really young, recent graduates in, uh, from college. So Allison, maybe talk about, you know, we did some research. Yeah. So talk a yeah, little bit so about we, that. We did some research. We came across a 2022 study put, put on Beth Fidelity, and um, they focused on these young investors. And one thing that they found was that they're so different from their older generations when they were at comparable ages. They're value-driven. They are more connected with technology than their older peers. They are motivated by FOMO, fear of missing out, um, <laughs> which are I can vouch for. I am too. Are we all um, a little motivated by that? <laughs> yes. And um, they're also more likely to take non-traditional life paths. So they need a non-traditional approach to investing and um, saving money and financial wellness. We, most of the people I have worked for or worked with in my career have been people from my generation, the baby boomers. Um, so I, I was born in the 50s and many of my clients are within 
10 years plus or minus of, of my age. So their values are are different. Their technological prowess is not as good as the young people. And they it it's been my business up to now is focused more on on having assets to manage. And young people want to be told or not told, but led to making good financial decisions so that they can have assets to manage more down the, the road. Yeah, they they are motivated to improve their finances over time, but they really want an accountability partner to kind of hold their hand and help guide them along the way, even when they don't yet have assets to manage. Well, and that's what's interesting about this is you would think almost since they do have so much in technological skill that they would almost think, oh, I can do this on my own. But that's what's great about this is you don't have to. You don't have to know everything about everything. And I think really one of the most interesting things is traditionally wealth management has focused on older people nearing retirement age. So unless you were older or you had a lot, a lot of money, Nobody really focused on you at all. So you're going to take this, you know, and 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 forge a new path. Yeah, we really want to eliminate a barrier of entry into the financial wellness market for people. You know, other advisors might have minimums that they work with. Often and- there may be as much as a, probably uh, a normal minimum to work with is having $500,000 to invest. But there's certain people that have even higher minimums than that. And that's really a barrier, uh, you know, to a lot of younger people that do want advice. So we put together uh, our minds and said, okay, well, how do we serve these people? And, you know, it's a business model for us. And we came up with an idea that we could do financial planning in a subscription model and are actually forming a new business entity to do that. You want to tell a little bit about that, Alice? Yeah, so our our new business entity is called Eater Financial Wellness. Eater, I-T-E-R. It's the Latin word for journey or path because every one of us is on our own financial journey. We might be at different points along that journey, but that's kind of the beauty of this industry is we can all be at different points and we can still help you wherever you are. Because it's about the journey, not the destination. Yes. Correct. So you mentioned um, last time as well, this subscription base. So how does that work? You want to talk a little bit about that? Or, <laughs> I, okay. I, can, I can start a little bit. Okay. So um, that when we were kind of putting our heads together the other day, dad said, It's a little bit more expensive than Netflix, but far more beneficial. And we're all familiar with how Netflix works. You know, we pay $9.99 or whatever it is a month. So we're going to have two different levels. Although Netflix just changed their where you can't share between households and and, and everything too. So Netflix is getting more dollars now. Yes, they are. And their stock price reflects that, by the way. (laughs) So it's their stock price has gone up substantially in the last few weeks after they did that. But I think it's... It's a way for a fairly nominal fee. Our entrance level would be at about the price of a Starbucks a day. So not not a whole lot for most people that are working. 
to be able to have access to a full, you know, professional financial advisory services. And we're going to offer two different levels of service, uh, one that will be a more limited focus on two or three primary goals in the short run, and then a more comprehensive level where we might be expanding that to help them in 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 servicing their uh, retirement assets at work, uh, looking at life insurance strategies if they need that, and and other aspects that are broader in, in scope than just focusing on one or two things. So that would be the second tier would be oh, going to the retirement type. Perhaps, yes. Retirement and, and so a lot will depend on what the client's needs and goals and objectives are, and perhaps a, a an affordability issue for, for them uh, at that point, but they can still access good quality financial advice. And this advice then for the first tier would be more about how to invest or how to build wealth before Poten getting well, retirement? Potentially, but it, a lot depends on what their goals and, and what their needs are. It, it We might have a household that comes to us that has really run up some credit card debt, and they don't know how to dig out of a hole that they may have put themselves in. And so we, we don't have a cookie cutter approach. It will be very unique and to, to each individual client. But the, the base level will be a limited scope of focusing on, on just a couple or three topics that we would work on at a time. And then, um, or if someone needs far more comprehensive financial planning, then we can go to the more advanced model. I believe there's an old Chinese proverb that says, the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. The second best time is right now. So this is all about getting started as soon as possible, correct? Yes, correct. Well, there's no time like the present. And and I think that my experience in working with, with clients through the years, has there's a natural reluctance. I think uh, some people feel like working with a uh, financial advisor might be a little bit intimidating. And so I've dealt with client procrastination throughout my entire financial advisory career. People tend to push it off to the side because it's just something that they don't. It maybe um, feels invasive. Yeah, like someone well, they, is looking at your finances and coming through. It's just a little everything. bit, can yeah. be a little bit intimidating. We want to take those barriers down and let them feel, even if they're in a mess, we can help them and we can help them find peace by knowing that they have a plan, it may take a while to work through a, a challenging situation, but there is no time like the present. And to to have an easy, uh, you know, sometimes it might be just to sit down and get your hands around your entire financial life can be intimidating. So we could focus on just one or two things initially and, and somebody can somewhat try us out. Allison, you mentioned earlier that it it's like having an accountability partner. How how do you think that that compares to a, an accountability partner? And why does your generation and Gen Z need an accountability partner? Well, we want to make good decisions, right? Like no one wants to just go through life blindly and just guessing their way. 
Especially I don't know, you haven't finances. met some of my cousin, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I've said before, you know, we're motivated by FOMO. And there's a lot of things on social media that I look at. And I'm like, gosh, how do those people do that? And I think about, do I want to have FOMO now in my 30s? Or do I want to have FOMO in my 60s, 70s, in my retirement years? You know, my parents are traveling all the time. And traveling well, just, wait a minute i'm here today well you're here today but you won't be in a couple of weeks True. and um Didn't you just get back <laughs> we, well i did but we're <laughs> we are going to south africa in, in three weeks three yeah. weeks from today and see that's the kind of life i want and so i don't need to go out and just you know have the most aesthetically pleasing house today because i don't need to spend four thousand dollars on a couch when i've got a perfectly good couch at home so we just, we need some, someone to hold our hand and guide us. Um, kind of like my dad has done for me my whole life and help me live within my means so that I can travel luxuriously maybe when I'm 60. Well, I, I do think that a lifetime of good decisions, not perfect decisions, because no one makes only good decisions in right. their life. We all make mistakes, but I think with, with a, professional advisor, you can make, you can have a better track record of good financial decisions and they can be thought out and discussed and walked through. And what we really want is our clients, when any big decision comes up, we're going to have to get a car. Do we buy a new car or a, or a used car? Do we lease or we buy? We want people to reach out and say, let's talk through all this. The decision ultimately is is the client's decision, but if they can have better information and see through the pros and cons of each one of those, then every time there's a fork in the road in their financial life, they've made a good, well-thought-out decision. Life will still throw us curveballs, and those curveballs will come along. The biggest curveball, for instance. We had, we had a huge curveball in our life um, You know, to start our family. We had an ectopic pregnancy and I lost a fallopian tube when it ruptured. And so our only option to start our family was through IVF, mm -hmm. which is a good $35,000 curveball. If you don't know what IVF is, it's in vitro fertilization and it's very, and, very expensive. And, and we love modern me medicine and modern technology to allow us that opportunity. But it was a huge curveball that my husband and I had to face. And we did not want to take out a loan for it. There's people that take out loans for those things. And we made it work. We kind of tightened our finances and we made it work. But those curveballs happen all the time, every day. And we want to be here to hold your hand as you make decisions around those. Right. Can you tell me a little bit about how the subscription works then? Is it a monthly meetup or is it a reach out as you need me type thing? Can you explain that a little more? Well, the the... It will be initially, we will meet with a client and find out what they're with no obligation and find out what their goals and objectives are. And we will recommend either the base or the comprehensive uh, subscription model that we have. Uh, the comprehensive will be roughly double to maybe two and a half to three times what the, what the base model is. And it will be a monthly either draft from their checking account or the, or on a credit card on that fee. So you're a, it's a subscription 
very similar to most people are going to have other subscriptions that are hitting their credit card or their checking account. And it could be a subscription for a, a, a fitness membership at a gym. It could be for Netflix. It could be any number of, of things. And ours will work the same way. But how will what what kind of service are we getting in in return for that? That's so, so what we will will have initially in the first couple of months, we'll have at least two meetings, one to kind of present our initial findings and and map out a game plan for implementation. And then we will have periodic uh, meetings. But it also can be they not necessarily meetings face to face. So that might be touching base, checking in on how we're making progress. With, with what the goals and objectives are. So, so there will, will be ongoing contact throughout that that's unique and customized to that particular client. So you can hammer out that customization in those first one or two meetings. Abs absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have to be face-to-face -face with the clients to start this process? No, no. And as a matter of fact, that's one of the beauties. Of the, the Fidelity study indicated that younger generations, I, I'm... I've always been a fan of an, a face-to-face -face meeting with a That's client sitting done. down and, <laughs> you know, where clients came into my office and I, we can certainly do that. We, yeah. we, we, we do that on a, on a almost daily or, or basis. We, we meet with somebody in our office. However, we can do meetings at the client's home. We can meet via mm -hmm. zoom um, so clients don't have to be located here in Birmingham, Alabama. They can be literally anywhere. We can, um, I, I eat breakfast in a little diner in Homewood every day. And I have had many, me a meeting at Salem's diner, shout out to my friend, Wayne Salem, who operates <laughs> my favorite breakfast spot. And, um, but we have, I've done many a meeting there over breakfast or coffee at Salem's Diner. So it can be literally anywhere based on what the client needs and wants. It also is not limited in, in scope to business hours. We recognize that people are busy and sometimes in order for, let's say a husband and wife, the only time that we really could get both of them to sit down together might really require that we meet in the evening or, or do it on a weekend. And we recognize that we have to be able to accommodate what clients need in order to do that. So we're receptive to that as well. Yeah, I think the one thing that the pandemic brought out is this really virtual world that existed before that happened, yeah. but really brought it to the forefront. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Zoom is, I, I don't think most of us had heard of Zoom before that happened. <laughs> yeah. That is so true. And, and I can't remember if I, I think I did know about Zoom, but I can't remember that it being used, all, used that yeah. often. Yeah. We didn't know how to work it. That's for no, sure. No. <laughs> no. And now it's bringing us the technology of this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's not just about the financial advice too, but you know, what else do you see yourselves offering when it comes to the subscription basis for these uh, millennials and Gen Z? Well, I think it, it could almost be perceived as life coaching. So, um, you know, from my perspective, being a little older, I might be able to bring some of that fatherly or grandfatherly advice 
to the, to the table. You have a lot of that, a lot of good advice to well, share. I, I would like to think so. And a lot of knowledge. And I've made, knowledge. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life too. So we can, we can share that. So I think that, you know, one thing we talked about on our previous podcast is, you know, I have a, a experience with recovery and being, having almost 26 years of sobriety. I have a lot of clients whose families have been impacted by that. And so I think I have provided historically in my practice, just some handholding in that regard. So we can be life coaches to some degree as well. And I think many of my clients up to now have found that to be very beneficial and at least from an emotional support perspective. Yeah. And then Allison recently has had a career change and, and experienced the anxiety of, of, of that. And, and I know a lot of young teachers are maybe looking to get out of teaching. Teaching is hard. Let me tell you. Um, and I I wouldn't even think about it, Allison. I mean, bravo to you for doing it at all. (laughs) Yeah. And I know, I know several of my former colleagues who are young, who got into it, they're maybe five, six, seven years in. And they're like, Oh, I don't know that I can do this for 30 years. And, and that's okay. Um, We can kind of help guide them and make good decisions around a career change. Because I I think that that will happen for a lot of part of part of the whole process about good decision-making is often a process of walking through the various scenarios, walking through understanding the pros and cons. It's often not a black and white decision on how you approach something. And there's not necessarily a clear, great choice. And there's not necessarily a clear, bad choice. And in difficult situations, sometimes it's picking the best solution among relatively unattractive options. Um, and, And we often in life, have situations that we're having to choose among somewhat unattractive options, but trying to pick the best one. Other times we may be multiple acceptable solutions and just walking through what the pros and cons of each one are so that we can help a client decide what's the best path to go. And I think, Allison, you probably have one of the most, um, financially relatable stories with the curveball that you were thrown with, you know, you can tell people how you have to sometimes come up with large sums of money to do something that you thought was going to be free, but did not turn out that way. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. And, and I think working with young investors too, there will be, I will work with clients who face that same exact curveball situation. I know my story is not that unique. We've met so many people through IVF and through the IVF clinic who have very similar journeys. Yeah. Initially, when you were on this journey, I remember you felt like you were on an island, that you were the first person in the world that had ever been faced with this. And you were very emotional and withdrawn about it. Initially, you didn't want to talk to anybody else that was on the IVF journey or had been on it. And you were very reluctant. Um, for the first few months, actually, and we we talked about other people that are on this journey that we knew and said, you should talk to them because they, they've experienced some of these same emotions and you struggled with that initially. I did. Yeah. But it was good advice that I gave you. <laughs> it was good advice. Doesn't mean I'm always going to take it. You did not take it initially. 
Uh, yeah. But, but, but I'm you- far more open now. And it really probably took through at least 26 weeks of pregnancy for me to get I, that open. That's probably a fair assessment, but you, yeah. you were reluctant initially. Yeah. And I was you persistent. We're persistent. You can help in those situations then when you tell people tell you, no, I don't really want to do that. And you'd be like, well, listen, I was exactly like you. (laughs) Yeah, And and many people, and it doesn't have to be something as as emotional as the um, IVF journey that Allison was on. But people, I'll give you an example. People have, when they have let their credit cards get a little bit out of hand, or even a lot out of hand, they feel shame. They feel, and they're reluctant and they, they, they feel like, oh, I'm this huge failure because I'm the only person in the world that's ever done that. Well, if you look at the statistics about credit card debt around the, the, the country right now, it's been exploding and, and people, you know, they have huge fear and anxiety about that and that, you know, fear and anxiety are terrible emotions and, and they don't know how to get out of that and they, and you know, even student debt too. There's a lot of people like med students, maybe they're in school for so long, they come out, they're older and maybe their peers have paid off their more traditional college student debt and they're just starting and they're, it's just overwhelming. And they may have $200,000 of student debt Yeah, and, and that's not uncommon. So all these types of things and, and another type of issue that we've experienced in the past is where uh, a husband and wife are not on the same page financially and we've been able to hold their hand and get them on the same page and that can create stress in a marriage when one spouse is is a uh, spender a spender and, and someone's a saver and and so helping people to get closer on the same page so that their goals can be united in a household is is a very much something that we've done in the past mm. Okay. Well, it all sounds really good. Uh, can you tell us how we can uh, get in touch if we have more questions? Right, right. So Allison's cell phone number it's is 205-504-9868. And mine is 205-613-4994. Our office line is 205-510-9072. And our website is rfgadvisorywealth.com forward slash Jack Burnett. And that's Burnett with an E on the end. Okay. Thanks, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, spending some more time hearing more about this subscription. I kind of love it. Well, we're excited. We're excited about it and uh, very excited about um, Eater Financial Wellness and bringing that and helping a lot of people. All right, much more to come. And thank you for joining us today. Please like, follow, and share this podcast with your friends. Until next time, I'm Wendy McConnell. Thank you for listening to the Bandcamp Podcast with Jack Burnett and Allison Castellano from RFG Advisory. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit our website at rfgadvisorywealth.com slash Jack Burnett or give us a call at 205-510-9072. And don't forget to click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. Content here is for illustrative purposes and general information only. 
It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Information here may be provided in part by third-party sources. These sources are generally deemed to be reliable, however, neither our guest nor our FG advisory guarantee the accuracy of third-party sources. The views expressed here are those of our guest. They do not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, its employees, or its clients. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory LLC, RFG Advisory or RFG. A registered investment advisor. Private client services and RFG Advisory are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place. RFG Advisory is an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of RFG by the Commission, nor does it indicate that RFG or any associated investment advisory representative has attained a particular level of skill or ability.